So yeah, you mentioned uh, this was uh, this was like your second time on a on a show, or I think what did you say? This is the, the second, second time, time I've ever been on a podcast. Yeah, the last one was about a month ago. Yeah, in the same space, and it was with um, a friend of mine named uh, Anastasia, yeah. who runs a podcast called Flow Anastasia. Cool. And she wanted to feature me as her tenth guest on her tenth episode, and um, they've been, you know, they have a. Um, a video camera set up at their place and they just mm-hmm. said well you know what if you're going to be the guest we might as well come and and do it at your studio yeah yeah so exactly. that, that was the first time i've ever been on camera or or did anything like that before so this will be the second one in this space nice. yeah nice well let me let me just say first and foremost how actually exciting it is to be back in person like can you believe yeah, this like this is this is the first time like i think this is the first show at least that we've uh we've recorded in person like right. this is kind of insane right now. It's kind of insane that we're here, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's been a day that I've uh, been looking forward to for so long. I'm just like, I'm just breathing it in right now. Yeah. I'm just taking it in. Take you it know in. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, uh, but it's, it's such a nice space. And I guess for, you know, people watching, you should probably, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Welcome, welcome back. Uh, I, I should probably update, update um, them on, on what's going on. I mean, uh, so and you know initially we were uh, we were recording with our incredible partners at uh, Astrolab Studios. They're really um, awesome there. Uh, exactly, yeah. and they're they're amazing. And and uh, you know the pandemic hit. Uh, you know the studio had shut down for a while, um, and now it is like the the podcast recording suite has changed its look and changed its okay its um its vibe. And uh, so now so now we're here. And uh, who knows what what the future holds? But um, for now, we're in. Uh, and and shout out to Ravi. Shout out to Ravi, who's yes. on uh, who's on tech right now, um, making this all making this all making the dream come true right. right now. Thank um, you, Ravi. Thank you, Ravi. He says he says you're welcome. Um, so that's so that's awesome. Like to just be in here and thank you yeah. for the opportunity and oh, thank you. Um, you know, even to speak to you as well, man. Like I yeah. feel like we don't. We don't know a lot about each other. When did we? When did we first? Well, we first met like on on the film. That's yeah. when we first right. Because I, mean, I, I don't think we've we've heard of each other before. That's right. Um, yeah. Well, we met on a, a short film called Seema's Sixth Sense. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, over over a, that one weekend in September, um, which was kind of crazy. All 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 the way out in Oakville. Yeah. Um, that was the first time you and I had ever met in person, and like there just seemed to be, uh, like a a symbiotic kind of relationship. I just felt uh, super yeah. comfortable just talking to you, and like yeah. uh, you know, immediately we started talking about podcasts and and just put the idea yeah. out there. Um, that'd be really fun to to record one one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and weeks later, here we are. And yeah, <laughs> wasn't that long afterwards, was it? Yeah, yeah. And and so you were so you were sound recorders on that film, and and so. Um, how did you? I mean, tracking back now a little bit, like you've always you've always done sound recording. That's right. That's always been sort of like your world. Yeah. Um, and how did you like? How did you sort of get get started in that? Um, well, going back to high school, um, I would always play, you know, in a band with my friends. Um, we started these like um, this high school band, and, and we started to uh, wanting to record ourselves. So that led into um, just 
looking into uh, very simple audio recording equipment and it was all for fun for a little while and then I, I ended up going to school for uh, recording engineering at Ryerson mm-hmm. um, so I took it a little bit more seriously then and and this was like in 2009 2010 I started a little recording studio at home not thinking anything of it um, and then um, I started working at a live concert venue a local venue in 2011 mixing bands every single weekend for a couple of years, which led to me meeting like um, a location sound recordist who ended up bringing me on a on a show to boom for him yeah. in 2013. And then uh, around that time, I was also, uh, you know, working for a company um, that set up all the shows for the Air Canada Center and um, like Young and Dundas Square and setting up for big bands and stuff like that. So oh, wow. working in a warehouse for 12 hours a day over the summer, just yeah. packing caddies full of, of like, um, snake cable, like really heavy, just like really grunt work. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I started uh, going on, working my way up the live sound ladder and, and like setting up at venues and whatnot. Um, didn't really like the lifestyle. So then I, I transitioned more into, into film and I bought my own, um, audio kit with the money I made that summer. Yeah. Um, and this was in 2014 and then uh, it's kind of the rest is history. I just kind of had to keep up with the demand of the of what the work w- required of me. Um, and over the next few years, I just I started to make a lot of really cool contacts. And fast forward to 2021, where I um, just finished uh, six months in the Cayman Islands filming four back to back feature films. So um, so rewind for a second. Sorry, you I spent went pretty far ahead. Six there. months. No, not even that. It's, you spent <laughs> like, six months in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. That is that is crazy. Yeah, man. Um, and arguably something I know, but something the people that are listening don't know. Um, wh- what what? <laughs> I know, I know. It was wild. It was a, yeah. a really uh, last minute decision that I made. Um, I was in. Uh, I was traveling at the start of the year. Um, I was in Costa Rica, and I got a call um, uh, with from a producer saying, "Hey, we're shooting uh, four movies in the Cayman Islands, and uh, you got to let us know your answer by tomorrow, and you're leaving for seven months, basically." And I'm like, uh, wow. "That's a really big decision. I wasn't sure. I had to sleep on it. I'm like, I'll let you know by tomorrow, but I have to take the night to just." take a minute and think about this because seven months is a long time yeah um seven months is a long time to be away from your life at home it's a long time to be away from all your clients and your contacts um so i'm like if i'm if i'm gone for seven months then um you know what if my my contact base starts to dwindle or if i you know just like things like that going through my head and it was in in the middle of um of uh of lockdowns and stuff like that so um like well you know, work might not pick up until the summer anyway. Like, yeah. who knows what's going to happen? This might be the perfect year to go and do this. And how so, long? How long after he called you were you going to leave? Well, um, I mean, he called me on like January 29th, and the flight to the Cayman Islands left on February 8th. Oh um, wow! So a week, roughly. Yeah, roughly about maybe. I think a little bit more than that. Um, but yeah. I had to let him know. Well, first off, I needed to to be able to leave Costa Rica um before anything so yeah. i had to like six in the morning the next morning i'm like okay i gotta take a cab to the nearest city get a negative covid test to get out of the out of the country and then at that point i can say yes but i had to wait for that negative result before i can do anything oh wow so he you know he's calling me he's like you got an answer yet i'm like i don't, I don't know yet <laughs> um so yeah it was it was kind of um crazy few days but then i got my my test i got out of there i said yes 
I had to stay in quarantine for two weeks in my basement while um, planning for the next six months and what gear I needed and like how I was going to get it set up and, and shipped to my house. So Amazon was like my best friend, you know, wow. like Amazon Prime. Yeah. Like give, sending stuff the day of or the next day. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, my sister helped me out by like going to pick stuff up at a local audio shop and, and like, you know, because I, I had to plan um, for scenarios that I didn't really know. Uh, like, I didn't know what I was going to encounter and they were down there. You, they were giving you budget to... Not necessarily. Like they just told me how many, how many characters were in some of these films, and there was like one scene in the first movie that had nine characters. I'm like, well, I don't have my my recorder only goes up to six channels. Oh wow! So I need to revamp my entire system, and um, I use it as an opportunity to upgrade my kit significantly. So um, yeah, I bought a new recorder, more more wires, more more of everything. Basically, everything I ever wanted and thought I would need. Uh, I just went on a limb and, and invested in it. What happened? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So man. it all came in in time. There was a few things that yeah. didn't. So I was in quarantine for two weeks. And then um, so when we landed, quarantine for two weeks. And then also uh, we had another two weeks before we started the first movie. So there was still stuff um, that was being shipped to me uh, while I was in that first month in the Cayman Islands. And a few things didn't even get in get my there. hands until like the first day that we shot. Oh, wow. So, and yeah. and And when you're – so – you were so so talk about i guess like this like moment in time where you're in you're in qu- quarantine yeah. for for quite a while yeah. right like you're were you quarantining here yes during covid during like the height of the pandemic that's right yeah. yeah so so imagine so doing that and now being asked to like completely leave that space yep. for an extended period of time Mm-hmm. Not only quarantine somewhere else for a bit, but yeah. but you know work and live there and thrive there. Yeah. Like, how is that feeling of like jumping from place to place? Well, I I love um, spontaneous uh, adventure. I mean, I really saw it as an opportunity to not only grow um, professionally and 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 um, grow my business in that sense, but also um, just as a person to to be thrown into a new environment yeah. um, with a with a crew of people I've never met before, uh, being in a in a completely different world um, where I'd meet locals and and just kind of yeah explore the island. I had, I had no idea what to expect, um, but it really it was the night of um, the night of the um, or that night when the producer called me where I'm like. I got to decide by tonight and I felt this wave of just positivity. I'm like, this is going to be one of the most um, transformative times of your life. You should just go out and and do this. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect, but I, I really felt that um, there was a strong desire to just go see what was there and what was, what was there for me to explore and and, and witness and and experience firsthand. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of excitement, a lot of nervousness, a lot of, um, you know, these these were pretty big movies for what they were. So it, it put my my skills to the test, um, and you know, a lot of well, like while I'm in quarantine in the Cayman Islands, I'm kind of sitting there, sitting there, and thinking, am I am I um, uh, like really technical enough for this? Like, do I know my job well enough to mm-hmm. to be in this situation? You know, all these all these things started going through my head, and sure enough, like. I, I definitely held it down. Um, I was I was a strong department. Me and uh, me and my boom operator uh, Reed Gooby and and Adam McKay like we we held it down really well. Yeah. So all those 
insecurities around, um, you know, not being good enough, you know, kind of, it always kind of goes through my head, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was solid. I've worked with, so. uh, I've worked with Reed, I believe. You have? Yeah. Cool. And a while, a while ago, that name sounds familiar. I can't remember which, yeah. which project, but so tracking even further back now. So like yeah. when you were, um, you know, we'll get back to the Cayman Islands sure. in a second because there's still questions I yeah, have. Yeah. But, but when you were like, even when you were growing up and everything, were you always like, were you always an artistic person? Did you always find that you were going to sort of be behind the camera and um, and stuff? Um, never so much behind the camera. I've always been a person that would, um, you know, stay out of the spotlight. Yeah, I like setting things up for people. I like creating. Uh, um, you know, offering the tools and, and the space for people to come and be creative. Um, I mean, the studio technically started because I wanted a space for me to be creative and to write music, and that's kind of how it all began. Yeah. Um, and I still write music every now and then, but but nowhere near uh, what it was like 10 or so years ago. Um, and what ended up happening, I created the space for myself, and then it just started to transition into setting it up for other people to use and and it's kind of been that ever since it's just kind of keeping up with with what I um what I feel people would benefit from and and like you know um it started out as, as a music studio transitioned into a voiceover studio and then now it's been we're doing podcasts in here yeah um and I it like I get to be creative in in the um and how I feel the uh, I can create the atmosphere for other people to come in and use like that's that really scratches that itch for me right now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So uh, especially you know creating the ambience and the color choice and all that kind of stuff, I get a lot of satis- creative satisfaction um, from doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Audio in general, like being out in the field, is not a very creative endeavor. Um, like you know you're out there recording people's voices and you're, you're trying to be very transparent in the way that you do it. Yeah. Um, every now and again, there are some scenes that you get to be creative in, in your mic placement and whatnot, but it's not, it's not like recording music. It's, it's, it's its mm-hmm. own thing entirely. Yeah. It's more, it's more like, uh, um, I guess set in stone, right? Like you're told exactly, you know, what the, 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 the context of the scene, uh, if the characters are moving or not, how yeah. many are in a certain spot. And, exactly. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Like, you know, there is a, there is a certain, <clears throat> there's a, like a creative element into figuring out where you're going to plant mics. I'm yes. always like very sort of, uh, like I look up to, uh, sound recordists when I see them, like, you know, hanging, standing on this table, (laughs) reaching this boom mic, like, you know, three, four feet down or even more than that. And, uh, and, and like arching their back Mm -hmm. for trying not to be seen. Um, it's always, it's always really cool. They're the unsung heroes, essentially. Um, they're ninjas, you know, (laughs) (laughs) quite literally. Yeah, basically. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) Um, and so I guess that's like, you know, it also gives you, I feel like that does give you some time, like doing, having a profession in which you don't necessarily have to, uh, like you're not involved in any, you know, pre-production and any of that planning. It sort of gives you the freedom to sit back and go, okay, well, I know exactly what I'm getting into when I get there. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it gives you the freedom to sort of play with what else you can do with your time, I guess. Right. Like, um, you know, like the, the sound recordists, they're, you know, they're one of the, you know, 
say they arrive, they, their call is a little bit later traditionally mm -hmm. than other crew, and then they're one of the first out once they're done. So you're getting a lot of time in between there, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, that's that tends to be one of my, I guess, my favorite parts of being in the sound department. Like my job really does take place um, on the day. Um, yeah. There's a little bit of pre-production. Like, I mean, I did have to spend, um, you know, weeks just figuring out what um, the worst case scenario would be for every every day on on the on those shows and and just being ready for absolutely anything and that takes a bit of work and having enough uh, make sure all your your gear is well like working and and like maintained and yeah and that's that's part of the job is like of um, course you know there's it's kind of a we do get a little bit of um time off here and there when when other people are out scouting and and things like that but yeah. um you know kind of that time gets reallocated in in just making sure that like everything is pristine and, and working correctly because you don't want something happening um on the day where you're like oh crap i didn't check that cable or or, mm -hmm. or what have you mm -hmm. um of course but uh yeah i mean uh when when we were down in the cayman islands like i did get um you know some time off in between shows where uh, other departments were uh running around like finding locations or, or prepping wardrobe or, or like, you know, different things like that. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I tended to have, yeah, some nice time off in between the shows. Um, but I did the most of my work, the, the weeks leading up to those four films. So for those four weeks, I was making calls nonstop, um, trying to order in gear, trying to figure out like, um, you know, if something, yeah, if something were to have happened, like with, with a piece of equipment, like how would I, how would I find or source something locally? So I was still yeah. calling around, trying to find what the local AV shops had, um, seeing if I could either get a cable made um, locally or if I were to have to get it shipped in. So there was a lot of pre-pro, um, but it was kind of, it was on my own uh, own time, on, on your own, own terms. Time. And, and yeah. no one really, I wasn't, like no one accounted for any of that. It wasn't like I'm getting paid for any of it. It was just me mm -hmm. doing it on my own. And, um, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So and so, there's a lot of like yeah, there's a lot of creative freedom, uh, you know, with being able to go to a different area, a different place, and just sort of a different environment, and just sort of immerse yourself in that culture, and also yeah. like that 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 must um, not even hinder, but that must sort of influence the way that said project is made. Um, and in your case, it's like you know we we've chatted about this before, and just sort of like switching gears for a second, um, talking about like you know creative responsibility mm -hmm. right taking responsibility for your like you know your creative endeavor endeavors your time and, and everything and your time is is quite valuable yep. right and so you know how do you sort of juggle uh you know and your schedule is very busy day to day how do you mm -hmm. sort of juggle all that and then when asked to move for six months it's like well you know shit is that putting a wrench in the in in the schedule um well, yeah, that's a really great question, um, and I'm I'm figuring it out by the day. Yeah. Um, there's always I'm I'm always kind of ready to to leave it at, at a moment's notice, um, but it takes a lot of work on my part to make sure that um, you know there's not many not every sound recordist or location recordist out there who works in the film industry um, also has a studio to manage and operate and and maintain at the same time. So right. so for me to to have uh, said yes to to leave for six months um the first thing that was going through my mind was like well 
how do I prep the space so that, um, you know, it allows me to, to leave, but also to be, um, be able to troubleshoot at a moment's notice. Like, luckily I have a very, uh, really good engineer, Neil McDonald, who has been doing this for years and, and like he, he was very familiar with my space. So I knew that I could leave and, and the space would be in good hands. Yeah. But we also encountered situations where, um, you know, everything that could have gone wrong probably did while I was away. <laughs> um, and, you know, he didn't, uh, he knew the space really well, but there was still a lot of stuff that he had hadn't encountered before. So um, we had to spend a couple of days troubleshooting. Um, and, you know, my life has really just um, kind of become trying to put out all these little mini fires that tend to happen here. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, like, um, you know, my life being on call 24 seven doesn't always make that easy. So when I'm, so on a week to week basis, I'm ready to, um, to leave the space at a moment's notice, but at the same time, um, kind of, yeah, putting my time into, to maintain it as best as I, as I can. Yeah. And, and, and I guess that sort of, um, that sort of really talks about, um, it talks about sort of like your, like your responsibility as a creative obviously. Yeah. Right. But also, you know, we've had chats about, um, sort of the amount of time that, you know, being in the space and being like, you know, in your case, a sound recordist and mixer and, yeah. and editor and stuff, but, um, how much time that actually does take away from your personal life and how much time that does actually take away from, from what you just regularly enjoy doing yeah. outside of this world. And, yeah. and I think what's, what's, what's so interesting is, is, um, I mean, everyone we've had on the podcast is sort of like, you know, touched on this in a way, but they, you know, there are people outside of their craft. Mm -hmm. there, there are people outside of their, you know, whatever they're producing or directing, writing, they're acting, whatever they may be doing. Um, you know, they're really good at that craft, yeah. but I find it so interesting, you know, the amount of time that we have to give to it every single week. And, 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 you know, I understand like there are, you know, there are sayings like, oh, the work will always be there. Um, the work will always be there. Take a step back because the work you have tonight will still be there tomorrow. Right. But take the break. You need to tackle it better tomorrow. Yep. In That's your right. eyes, how does that, how is there like both a synergy between what you're doing for work and how you manage your time, but yeah. also a disconnect? Well, um, yeah, like in, in my case and in what you just said, like the work will always be there. Yeah. Um, and there's always make work projects where like when it, once it does slow down, it just opens up more opportunities to, to finish things up that have kind of been on the back burner for a long time. Yeah. Um, like some of your so, own personal projects. And uh, stuff. Personal projects, whether they be, um, like musical endeavors or, or just, you know, uh, like artistic projects or in my case, um, you know, when, when this space finally got busy and, and it started to, uh, when people of, of a certain importance started coming down here, I'm like, wow, well, I got, really got to give it a facelift because, yeah. um, you know, it, it kind of looks a little bit outdated and it take, it's taken me two years to just renovate the basement and make it look professional, right? And, and all my off time has been spent um, and, and has been dedicated to that. So it's kind of like, well, um, you know, I need to, to grind it out and, and make the money to... Uh, pay for both well, to live, but also to pay for these renos. So it's kind of been this. Yeah. When I'm not working, I'm 
I'm working on the space down here. I'm trying to improve it to make it ready for the next big project that comes through. Um, and I can do that all, all day long. I can just, I've gone through phases, like even building this, I spent um, like five weeks just, just building it in my grandparents' garage. Like it was Yeah, it looks beautiful. It honestly looks beautiful. This Thank entire, you. I mean, the entire aesthetic of this room, because it's also like, for me, it's like when you're designing whatever space, and that's something I was going to get to next, yeah. um, you know, how spaces sort of influence your productivity. Yes. And, you know, and anybody can like any any one particular space speaks to an individual. Yeah. So I can walk into a space, think it's like not my vibe, but the person working there does, and they and they thrive. Right. Um, but I think at the same time, there is this universal understanding that whatever space you are creating in should be reflective of, you know, for the most part of of you. Of you, yes. You know, yeah. Which is um, one of my. Uh, it's a reason I'm I'm doing this to begin with. I really love. Uh, um, I love creating, uh, experiences for people. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and this seems to be, uh, yeah, an opportunity for me to, for me to do that, to create an environment where, um, you know, great conversations can happen. And I think the, the more comfortable people are, where it's not a very, you know, you go to some of these studios downtown or in the more like the entertainment district in Toronto and, and like they're, they're in giant like loft spaces yeah. and they're kind of like I've heard you know there's a front desk you go up there and it can be kind of intimidating for people yeah. and um, and this is a very kind of like informal or what seems to be an informal space where there's no there's no um, uh, front desk or anything like that you come straight <laughs> down into the basement I saw someone outside just like checking uh, I don't know maybe they were checking temperatures who's yeah. that? Who that guy outside <laughs> well we, uh, you know we don't have uh yeah, it's just like as soon as you walk in, you kind of feel right at home. Yeah, um, I've had people come in who were nervous to do podcasts, and then they saw the space. And you're like, this is like a, like a living room. This is like really relaxing, and and they feel immediately comfortable. So yeah, a lot of my time and energy goes into just envisioning and, and creating the space. Totally. Um, but going back to what your uh, what your question was from before, and how I how I balance out, um, you know, time spent with my family or just time spent with friends and and time spent at work. Um, it's really just, yeah, taking days off, uh, to, to just, uh, you know, heal my body and, and just find opportunities to relax. And, and if I can't do that, like right now, the end of the year is approaching, I have a, a brand new studio desk that's about to come in. That's going to be a, a, a week nice. long wiring job. Um, and, yeah. and to find an opportunity to do that, well, you know, there's sessions happening here all the time. So I'm like, I gotta, I can't say no to the sessions i got to just work the um uh, find an opportunity to integrate the new console around that yeah um and then it's like well i'm gonna renovate the bathroom well where are people gonna you know when's that when's that a good time for that i gotta wait for the work to slow down yeah. before i could um take on a project of that of that scale um so the work's always there right um but taking days off um strategically i think for me has been uh kind of a challenge um you know so on sundays i mean we're, we're doing this today but like <laughs> generally sundays are like my day to just like unplug and and find ways to relax and mm -hmm. um you know having a a really strong like meditation practice has been beneficial for me so at the at the beginning of of every morning just taking like 15 minutes and and getting into like really deep breath work um, and then 
that tends to influence the the tone of the rest of the day. And that's how I maintain, um, that's how I'm able to, to keep my head down and just work, you know, almost nonstop for weeks and weeks on end without, uh, you know, losing my sanity basically. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a really good point about how, um, uh, you were saying just like to, you know, what you do in the morning essentially dictates the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with that. I agree. I mean, I, you know, um, getting up, uh, getting up for me and watching, you know, the view with right. Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg. That is, that is the part of, uh, <laughs> one of the best parts of the day. That's one of the best parts of my morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I, I mean, it's, it, it's true. Like it's, it's, you know, it's getting up, it's doing like in your case, it's, you know, it's, it's breath work and that's important. And, you know, whatever necessarily may happen during the day yeah. is not necessarily something that'll affect you as much. Maybe, maybe, depending on how you start the day. So what I mean by yeah. that is like, you know, getting up and starting, you know, waking up with a grateful mind, mm-hmm. you know, being, you know, having having the privilege to sit there and say, hey, you know what, I'm grateful that I can, that I have a space to work in or that I yes. have you know, people I can bring in or, or, um, a job that I can, that I can go to. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I think if there's anything this last year has taught us, it's really about that. It's, it's really about understanding, like having sort of a blueprint for the next few years and what you want those to look like, mm-hmm. but imagining that like at any time that could be shut down. But the yeah. one thing, the one thing that stays constant is being grateful. Do you know what I yes. mean? Or is being grateful for at least what you do have around you. Um, yeah. You know, a month before the world shut down, I went to a um, sort of this like manifestation workshop and we were building, um, we were building vision boards. Cool. I went with my mom and we were building vision boards for what we wanted the rest of 2020 to look like. And that was the uh, beginning of February, 2020. Oh, wow. So we're like, oh, <laughs> everybody was like, oh, I'm going to do this this year. I'm going to do this. So I'm going to finally fly to that, you know, fly and visit my grandmother in yeah. Germany. Like whatever yeah. the case is, everybody was doing their own thing. Yeah. But a month and a half later, all of that gets thrown out the window. Yes. And so I think that's very, that's very very important to remember yeah. that like you know a lot of the things that are not stagnant could easily be removed but the oh one th- thing that stays constant is your sort of relationship with other people and just being grateful for for what you have and who you have that's that's a really good point um yeah 2020 was was interesting um because a lot of people were waiting for that year you know it was going to be the one of the best years of people's lives like like 2020 vision you know like everybody yeah. was going to finally um get down and 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 foresee these um or see out these projects that have been in the works for a long time and and uh um no one knew what was going to happen um and yeah. it was a surprise to everyone and and all the plans that we all had whether whatever they might have been travel like getting started on on projects or what have you it was all um things were put in a bit of a yeah tailspin i guess and and um but then depending on how you saw it like um i saw it as as my own opportunity to just um yeah get in on on some of these projects that have been uh been postponed on my on my part um like everybody had a different experience with it but like i had four months to just like i'm like okay what can i do uh and get out of the way so that by the time work does pick up again um and i'm as busy as i've always been like what can i what what big 
things on my checklist can I knock off now to make my life easier later? Um, yeah. and, and, you know, as soon as I, I knew that, um, I, like things were going to shut down indefinitely, like this was at the end of March and a feature film that I was about to start, um, it was the night before and they said, oh, you know, we're, we're postponing this film to December. Oh wow! And I'm like, okay, so this is th- that was the first time that it it became real to me. Where I'm like, okay, this is affecting my life now because I like people in different industries, like ent- um, in live event mm-hmm. um, or entertainment, like their their events started to get shut down first, and then yeah. I'm like, okay, well, it hasn't really hit the film industry yet. Um, my my work is still consistent, um, and then it. it you know, it hit really close to home. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So that, that remember that first day I'm like, well, I, I didn't stop. I went straight into, to like painting or whatever I had to do here. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a great opportunity to, to finish this thing that I've been postponing for a little while. Yeah. Um, so it was just, yeah, I basically replaced the work I was doing in film with this endless to-do list that still hasn't stopped to this day. It's, it's been almost two years and I'm still tackling little tiny things Good. that yeah so yeah it's that's replacing great. things and seeing yeah finding opportunities and and that that's great yeah and uh i mean again the the opportunity that spaces can deliver that's that's it you know what i mean like yeah. it, just in the way they look and the way they make us the way they make us feel so important mm-hmm. um you know and and so going forward now you know after you know having having been through this i mean still technically still going through this we are still going through this we are we are still very much in it um you know what do you what do you sort like how are you you know how are you sort of engaging with people now you know what has it been like to sort of to sort of re-engage like do you find that like for me at least i've been i feel like i've been frozen i've been frozen for a while you know and and i spent a lot of time uh, a lot of time without people, and mm-hmm. that was a really strange, strange thing. Because I feel like as as creatives, some of us are like social animals. That's right, you know. Yeah. And and for me, I know that affected that affected me a lot. But you know, what is that like, sort of moving forward now and engaging with people? What is your what is your priority there? Well, um, but, you know, back around this time last year, um, when we were still in lockdown, um, and you know. The winters before that, I'd spend time with my friends and social gatherings and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, and work was pretty consistent moving into the winter. And there was a, a period of time in November and December 2020 where uh, there was no work. There were no social gatherings. Um, I was getting kind of tired of, of like these endless renovations. And I'm like, I don't even... I don't want to do anything anymore. I got, I got sick with COVID actually as well. Oh, wow. And, um, and like I didn't have... I was basically in my... Um, little apartment here on my own, just questioning, questioning life and not really sure what was going to happen, Yeah, you know? So, um, how did you get it? Do you know how you got it? I I think it was through, I mean, yeah, there was a, there was a circle of people that, that had it. So we think like the one time that we, we spent, uh, we hung out. out. Yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't fun and it all kind of hit me all at the same time. Um, and that was one of the hardest things I've, I've gone through just because I just felt extremely disconnected. I wasn't really creatively in, inspired to do anything at all. And I was just sitting around. I'm like this, yeah, this really sucks. And, uh, yeah. and I think, you know, what ended up happening, uh, when I got that job in the Cayman Islands, it kind of like, 
uh, I was in a very unique position where most people were still going through these lockdowns and, and not being able to, to have work flourish in the same way it, it did years prior. And, and I had an experience where, uh, you know, after going through the, the quarantine process and, and like making our way on the island and we were able to live a, a COVID free life, essentially it was a, yeah. it was a, it was a haven in terms of like, there was, there was zero cases on the island. So we, we were b- really uh, fortunate to have had that experience where we uh, spent, yeah, the better half of this year not really thinking about it so much, you know. Um, and moving forward, like when I when I did come back in August, like there was still still a different world here. Like you know, having to um, to navigate jobs and and like um, you know going back onto set and just being like, oh right, yeah, I have I spent six months not wearing masks, so yeah, um, now I have to get get used to it again and yeah. and get used to all the protocols that that are here and just yeah. um, you know like as as we move forward into this winter and like live events are starting to come back and I get to start to enjoy, um, have you been to one yet? I've been to a few. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I haven't been yet to a concert. I mean, I went to the movies as soon as they opened, like literally day of, there's no, (laughs) there's no keeping me away from the cinema. Um, but, uh, I have not been to like a live show with somebody performing yet. And, I think I will. I will. Uh, I will soon uh, next week. But but essentially, it's like I I can't even imagine what that must feel like. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Just to be in that room full of yeah. people. Like I went to uh, I went to a nightclub last week, and I spent the whole time staring at people in the room. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Yeah. I wasn't even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> did you see? Did you see that uh, that meme that went viral with like? I think it was like during the pandemic or something, there's that, um, those two people, they were dancing and he's like trying to dance with her and he's like, Hey, do you have a uh, Pfizer or Moderna? Like what did, what did you get? <laughs> you know, <That's> funny. <laughs> and it's like, that's what I, I did that to one person and they didn't understand. They didn't really understand it. it. Fine. Oh, okay. They didn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, well, they just told me, they're like, Oh, double Pfizer. Yeah. I got them. And like, yeah. no, no, no. Do you, do you remember the, the, anyway, it's oh, fine. They, they didn't, I see. I wouldn't have caught that reference. <laughs> no, it's okay. But, I'll um, keep that. I'll keep that for myself. Um, but, but I was, I was staring at people the whole time. Yeah. I was just like, I was looking at everybody and just people watching and I can't like even just like dining on patios. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, I didn't even realize how much I missed people watching and just like looking at people's reactions and and what are, what are they talking about? What are they saying? Like, I haven't done that in so long. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to go back into these live environments again and, and kind of uh, feel connected to people again and yeah um i think one thing that i'm also navigating is um uh, you know I'm, I'm offering a space for people to use here so um just being up to date and and uh being conscious of of different people as they as they come through some people are are very um conscious when it comes to um you know covid and and some people aren't so just being setting the space up to make it um, as comfortable for people as possible and, and following protocols and things like that. So me re-engaging with the world has um, really, yeah, come down to like I'm, I'm running a space for people to u- use and enjoy um, and how do I make people feel as safe as, as humanly possible Yeah. Um, and also make you feel 
uh, open and welcoming at the at the same time. Of course. So that's, that's been a process as well. And yeah, yeah. and and again, like um, I guess, chat about sort of like the different the different aspects in your studio here. Uh, you know, and people watching what they mm-hmm. can what they can sort of uh, what, what's available for them to use. So uh, I've set the space up primarily for uh, for voiceover. So we have a very good uh, microphone and channel strip, and and just all the all of the um, kind of like conferencing technologies that exist right now. So like yeah. something like Source Connect and and uh, Session Link Pro and things that um, allow other studios and people in remote locations. Um, to call in here um, and also if somebody has a studio in Vancouver and we're in Toronto here um, you know how do we make it so that uh, we have a, a seamless audio connection without any glitches without any you, you, like at this point we're also streaming video back and forth as well and people like directors who are in different parts of the country need to be able to um, to make um, you know very critical decisions and, and they need to have a um, a very strong video connection. So, you know, I've, we have the um, very fast internet here to make all of that possible. Um, so a lot, of, um, a lot of language versioning and voiceover work takes place here, um, as well as, um, you know, it's not a, a fully-fledged um, space to record, um, like, bands and things like that, but um, for solo musicians, uh, we have a great selection of microphones and, and preamps and, and things like that to record um, you know, smaller, uh, solo instruments and, and vocals and things like that. So our, our, uh, vocal booth is really comfortable. Um, and then we also have this podcast set up here with, um, uh, three cameras and, and lighting all built in. And, um, yeah, that's kind of, that's really what we're, what we're putting ourselves out there as is a yeah. um, high-end commercial voiceover space, as well as um, for for like musicians, like budding musicians, they can rent the studio out at a much lower cost and have access to uh, great microphones and preamps, as well as um, engineers uh, such as Ravi and and Neil and myself, yeah, um, and also you know uh, podcasts and things like that. And I'm also putting together. Uh, what people can look forward to is um, small like podcasting kits yeah. that are very like self-contained and, and um, all you need is just uh, like the know-how and how to turn turn on the machine and press record and um, yeah that'll be coming in the next few months so I'm it's excited about easier. that it's getting easier it's all getting all. easier isn't yeah. it <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's great man yeah uh, well listen what so on that note what are how are you um uh as this is the year, how are you making, how are you, you know, moving forward and making this year, your year? 2021. 20, the re- I guess the rest of 2021. 2021. And, and 2022. Um, so for me, it's, it's uh, kind of looking ahead over the next five years and, and kind of setting my, my vision and my goals. Um, and also like this year, as, as the next two months come to a completion, what I'm really doing is is really yeah tying up as many loose ends as possible. It's like, well, what what gear am I going to need uh, over the next five years that that won't appreciate in value? Like, you know, what am I going to invest in now so that I can spend 2022 focusing more on um, marketing and and like building my website? Like, I don't want to have to focus on on renovating or making the space look good or or like you know trying to figure out 
um, all this, all this gear that I'm going to need. I just want to get it all out of the way. Cause it's, it's like, that's, that's where my focus is right now has just been, yeah. um, building and, and building and building. And, mm-hmm. and I want to put that, um, that aside so that I can focus on inviting people in and, and, um, having people use the space, but that's going to take more work and, and, um, having a stronger, maybe social media presence or just market marketing a little bit more, getting a really good website up. Um, so that'll be next year, but this year has been, uh, I think I've done, yeah, quite a bit this year, a lot, a lot of work, a lot of, um, a lot of time and energy, um, just dedicating myself to, uh, to building a nice space and, and I want to, yeah, just wrap all that up and move on and do something different. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, listen, man, it's been great. Uh, it's been great chatting. Yes. It's been great chatting with you and having you on, on the show. Um, you know, I really look forward to what comes next and, um, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Cool.